Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Quizlet. That is our little in-between episode that we do in between our uh, big live Quizotron episodes, uh, in which I have a guest here and I ask them questions. It used to be we would just uh, chat openly, but it is a new format as of last month where uh, I will be asking our guest a Quizotron-esque question about a recent science news item, and then we're going to chat about it. Uh, Keith L. Jensen is, as I mentioned last week, same thing this week. He is working hard on his big special that is recording this weekend, so he cannot be with us. But I have an awesome guest who you have heard before, I think. I think I've had her on before. Yeah, um, yeah it was totally I have, before. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. When. Was that when you were staying on my couch? Yes, it or was. Or was that? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I have Dr. Katie Mack. Hey, Katie, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm super. I'm so excited to talk to you because it's been a while. I'm excited too and scared. I don't know what you're going to ask me. I'm not going to go on. Yeah, you should be scared. No, you shouldn't be. It's <laughs> it's very it's just as low pressure as in Quizotron where okay. it doesn't really matter if you get it wrong. It's going right. to be it's going to be fine. Uh, okay. Before we get to it, though, what have you been up to lately? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> been, I know. It's a I've, big question. So much. So much has been going on. Um, I I went to Japan, and I gave a talk at a conference in Japan, and I gave a bunch of public talks, and uh, I saw some cool temples and stuff. And then I was in LA, and I was hanging out at the Jet Propulsion Lab, and that was pretty cool. And then I gave a couple of colloquia at various places. And then I went to the Sundance Film Festival. And that was wild. And and now I'm back in Raleigh. And in a week and a half, I'm going to CERN. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I, I mean, most listeners know because you've been on before. But your day mm -hmm. job, you're, you're an astrophysicist. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, indeed. And so how... <laughs> All right, I have so many questions, but like number one, okay, <laughs> Sundance, how, why? Yeah, <laughs> those, those are my big questions. Uh, right. So, um, so I was invited to be on the jury for um, the Sloan Foundation's prize for films that have something to do with science, and these this is a prize they do every year at Sundance. Is that the actual name of the category? <laughs> No, it's it's the um, Alfred P. Sloan Foundation Feature Film Prize. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it's but it's about films that have to do with science, and so I was I was invited to be one of the jurors for that, and it turned out that didn't actually require going to Sundance to the film festival. It was like we watched the movies on our computers, and then we had a phone call, me and the other jurors, and and we chose. Ah. But then I found out that if I did go to Sundance, they would give me a bunch of free passes and I would get to meet a bunch of amazing people. And I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty great. I think I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, I went to, I went to Sundance and, um, it was wild. Um, it was a very different crowd than I usually hang out with. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I met some cool people and, um, and everybody was really impressed that I was an astrophysicist, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I bet. Yeah. yeah, it was good. The, who's the coolest celeb that you met? <laughs> did you Robert Redford? Did you did you see I met I met Chuatel at, at G four. 
Oh, he was the person who so like he he made the film that won the prize. So oh. I got to meet him and and chat with him about his movie, and uh, I got to you know get a picture with him and stuff like that. Um, was that your top choice? His film? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was. Um, and uh, I also met an actor called Xavier Samuel who. Um, was the star of a film called The Death and Life of Otto Bloom that was this like small, low-budget movie that was in Australia that almost nobody saw, but it was really, really good, and it was about time travel. Oh, uh, so I got right. to meet I got to meet him, which was really cool too. Nice. And you yeah. made a video there. Uh, well. I didn't. I didn't make the video there. Um, oh, uh, I I did make a video that came out recently. Um, well, it's fine. I, this went up, this yeah. is going up today. So you okay. can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, so it wasn't while I was there that I made the video, but, um, I, uh, there's, there's a video on the minute physics channel, uh, that's, that illustrates a Twitter thread that I did. And, and I did the, the audio for that, which is very exciting for me because minute physics is an awesome YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and they do amazing stuff. And so it was really cool to have that video come out. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And so that, that was put together while I was at Sundance. Um, so I, I kind of made a movie while I was you there. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know what? You, you made connections as Sundance and yeah, yeah. <laughs> which and then, led to a film. And then a film. Exactly. Yeah. You're big time, Katie. <laughs> You're maybe my most famous friend. <laughs> That I am sure that is not true. <laughs> no, I mean you know, the most famous friend who I would um, call to bury a body. I think. Uh, oh, uh, uh, most most famous friend who slept on your sofa, maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You're yeah, the most there, famous that, person that who slept on my sofa. Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm happy about that. That's, that's cool. Now my mind is racing. Like, who else slept on my sofa, and are they going to be insulted by this? <laughs> I should do a I want to do a portrait series of people who have slept on my sofa. <laughs> it's so, a pretty like, comfortable can, sofa. It's and, good, right? And, yeah, and 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 you know, the fact that it comes with a dog is just is just another level of cherry awesome. on the top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, he misses you by the way. Oh, I miss him. When are you when are you coming back here? I don't know. Uh, well yeah are you still uh how's the book coming because the book is going well thank you um yeah yeah um it's going really well um so the book is going to be eight chapters long and i've written good drafts of six chapters and a terrible draft of a second seventh (laughs) chapter and uh and i've made a little start on the eighth so it's it's coming along it's the manuscript is due in july um so, I mean, you know this, but your listeners might not. It's a book about the end of the universe mm-hmm. um, and uh, several different ways the universe might end. It's called The End of Everything. And um, yeah, it'll be out next year sometime. I actually just just today, I had an uh, like hour and a half long phone conversation with my former PhD advisor about his uh, his like theory about the beginning and end of the universe. And um and so my mind is like super blown right now trying to think about, you know, the sort of these big theoretical physics questions and stuff. Yeah. Did yeah. he inspire you to go back and change anything? Um, I, I will. Well, I'm going to I'm going to be um, incorporating the stuff he told me into chapter seven. Um, so 
into the better draft of chapter yes, seven. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am working on fixing chapter seven. <laughs> and, and I'll be, well, see, so the, the thing is, it was originally uh, going to talk about a version of, of his model that um, came out many years ago. And, and apparently it's been massively changed and fixed. And so I'm updating. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm excited for myself to read it, but I'm also excited because every year for Christmas, I get my dad a, a different, usually science or science fiction uh-huh. book for, you know, for Christmas. Yeah. It's kind of how we bond. Nice. And uh, yeah, I I prefer to give him friends books because- um, <laughs> There's so I many famous like- friends who are writing books. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, well, so this this year I gave him Adam Rutherford's book on okay. genetics, cool. uh, which is outside. Like he's a my dad is a space nerd, okay. so yeah. up until this year, it's been all space stuff. Okay, uh, right. and I had to diverge because yeah, I'm my mm. my space nerd friends didn't <laughs> write any good books last year. <laughs> Although now, like. It one of my friends probably did, and I yeah, missed it. And now I'm they're a just, jerk they're now. gonna be they're gonna be terribly upset. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like this is right up my dad's alley, Excellent. and I Excellent. am very excited to gift this to him. Well, very cool. I'll uh, I'll I'll autograph it if you if you like. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, even better. That <laughs> that's what uh, I got. Um, I think my first book in our series that kicked off this tradition was Phil Plate's book. Mm. Um, which I can't think of the name of. And now I'm glancing back at my bookshelf trying to get a glimpse of, well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> was it Death from the my Skies? Dad was, it wasn't Death from, that's oh. what popped into my head. But okay. I also got that from my dad when that came out. Okay, but uh, Phil's first, oh, oh bad, I, astronomy. Was it bad, bad astronomy. Bad astronomy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I had Phil send him an autographed copy of that nice. book, and my dad was extremely impressed. Excellent. And still, like if he sees Phil as a talking head, uh-huh. he'll be like, "I saw, I saw your friend Phil Plate." And it's, <laughs> it's just a little way, like when you when you work as a blogger, mm-hmm. you'll do anything to make your parents think that you have a good, <laughs> like a valuable right, right. life. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's jump into it. Okay. Uh. I'm going to ask you a question. It is not in your wheelhouse. Oh god. Okay. Uh, so no, but that's is, that means the pressure's like a off. Pop quiz. Okay. So so nobody can take away my PhD if I get it wrong, right? That's correct. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I might I might launch a campaign to have that happen, <laughs> but that, not because right, of this right. question. You're, you're going to tell tell yeah. your dog that I'm just I'm just not that good, actually. <laughs> I could never diminish you in the eyes of Andy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, here it All is. Right. Mm-hmm. Katie, mm-hmm. what test did a tiny reef fish recently pass? I know this one. alongside <laughs> apes and humans. I know this one. <laughs> awesome. Um, so <laughs> the test is called the, the test is called the mirror test. It is indeed. And it's a test where they like do something to the animal that the animal can't see unless the animal looks in a mirror. And then you you wait to see if that animal like, you know, responds to that. So maybe, you know, you paint a little dot on the animal's forehead and then you give the animal a mirror. And if the animal like 
scratches at their forehead, then that means that they figured out that the thing in the mirror is them. And they did this with the fish and they, I don't know, they put something like on the fish's face and the fish looked at the mirror and then went and like rubbed its face in the dirt and then came back up. And, and it's fascinating because, because they normally it's only like, elephants, maybe like a dolphin and some apes and stuff who can do this test, right? And because it's used, it's supposed to be a test of like sentience or, or self-awareness or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, this little, this little bitty fish uh, figured it out. And so the biologists are like, what the heck? Like, are, are, are these little bitty fish sentient? Like, do we need to worry about this? And so it's this, this like big thing, right? Um, and yeah, and so, and so keep going, keep going. I, yeah, so um, I got in trouble for this because because um, I was um, so. What happened was just after this test happened, my sister was was posting on Facebook about um, like she posted a picture of of one of her daughters. So she has two little two little girls. Uh, they're they're just about to turn two years old. Um, and this was like I don't know a few months ago or something. Uh, she posted a picture of one of the one of the girls in front of a mirror at the uh, at like a play place or whatever, and mentioned that that um, the that she she didn't figure out who that little girl was in the mirror, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and I, <laughs> I commented something like, "Oh, it's too bad she's not sentient yet." <laughs> 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 and my sister was like super offended. Um, and so I had to, I had to show her this, this article and say, you know, like this is, it's not, I don't mean that your daughter's not sentient. <laughs> like, but your daughter is yeah. not as self-aware I mean, as this fish. The thing, well, the, the thing is like, you know, that test it, for, for small children like that, <laughs> passing that test kind of comes and goes over the first couple of years. And so, you yeah. know, it's, it, it's not, it's not a, like, I love my nieces. They are both <laughs> sentient creatures who I care about. Wow. You're the first person I've had on the show who has ever had to clarify that they thought their own, <laughs> their own family was sentient. <laughs> it's just, it was just because I just read this article and then, you know, this picture came up and it was, I couldn't resist. <laughs> so anyway, you nailed it. Like you didn't, Thank just, you. you didn't just get Excellent. it right. You <laughs> nailed it. Like you hit all the points. Um, Excellent. You're, Excellent. That is exactly what it was. That's what happened. Uh, the only like minor points that you, you missed okay. out on. Um, so you I can't just, feedback. so yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> are you ready for constructive I'm ready. criticism? Yeah. Yeah. This is, is, is this like what happens when you submit your thesis? It's like you're like, okay, give it to no, me. No, that's just that's just like despair, right? <laughs> okay, I mean, so. well, well, you submit your thesis and then you like sleep for a week and then and then like there are corrections or something and you right. you just kind of crawl out of your bed and type and then you go back into bed for <laughs> another week. All right, but so anyway, this should be on. a little easier. Um, okay. So yes, normally uh, the researchers would just mark an animal, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with like a smudge or something to see mm-hmm. if they can see it in the mirror. Tougher with things in the water. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, and just the 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 list of animals that have passed this test are mm-hmm. it's it's a handful. Uh, mm-hmm. You're right. It's. Uh, Humans, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, not your nieces, but can't. <laughs> I'm sure all. they can do it now. Uh, <laughs> like this was a couple months uh, ago, right? I'm uh, sure they figured it out. 
<laughs> are they being coached though? <laughs> uh, some other apes, um, mm-hmm. Asian elephants, dolphins, orcas. Mm-hmm. They think orcas, okay. not All too right. sure. Yeah. Uh, the Eurasian magpie, which and, and also maybe a pigeon. Like the pigeons huh. also required some coaching. Pigeons. Okay. Uh, I found that interesting because. The magpie and maybe pigeons are on the list, but parrots aren't on the list. And, you know, parrots like African greys are some of the smartest things we know of. Um, Corvids are like way off the scale. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're not on the list either. So So, uh, is a a magpie not a kind of corvid? I thought. You know what? It might be. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not- I feel like it's a very British thing, yeah. the magpie. Like it's out it's in it's a nursery rhyme bird. I don't know that it actually I don't exists. know. Okay. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> oh, you know, um, they, have, they have magpies in Australia and those things are vicious. I because they're so smart, right? Well, yeah, they're they're smart and they're just like super mean. So so Well and also they're point? in Australia. So it's yeah. like, well, we well, have to kill everything. We'll have to kill you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like in the spring, um, there are signs around that say like beware of swooping and these these birds when they're nesting they'll they'll like come down and they'll attack from yeah from above. you know they'll like attack people's heads and like try and claw your eyes and and they they really like to attack cyclists and so if you're if you're cycling like they'll they'll like slam into your helmet and like try and grab your neck and you, you know that you know that's because like 20 years ago a cyclist wronged one of them. <laughs> probably. And probably, they passed yeah. it on yeah. through the agents. Yeah, so yeah, in this case, this is the first fish to have ever passed this test. It's oh. the Blue Street Cleaner Wrasse, okay. uh, yeah. which you know, you could just buy to put in an aquarium. It's mm-hmm. uh apparently it uh they chose it because it is a social animal that uh subsists by uh, cleaning other fish and other right, things in the right. water like of those, parasites. Like, yeah, yeah. They so yeah, if you're them. looking for some, like, because yeah. this is one of the issues with the mirror test is, um, you know, it measures self-awareness, but maybe you're smudging something like me that doesn't really care, you mm, know? Like, right. I'm not here to clean. Right. You know, yeah. you put it there, you get it off. <laughs> so so right. you might end up with some false negatives. So mm-hmm. they specifically picked a fastidious uh, fish. Right, right. And so they couldn't just, you know, smudge it because it's underwater. So right. they injected it with a little oh. dot of dye. Oh. Um, they did that for half of them. For the other half, they did a, uh, a something that wouldn't show up. So they right, did a right. sham, okay. which is yeah. – yeah, it's out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Because it might just be reacting to the pinprick. It might right. be worrying about that. Yeah. Uh, so they did do that. And they put the mirrors in the tanks before they even uh, injected them. Mm-hmm. And at first, these fish attacked their reflections in mm-hmm. the way that would fail that test. You know, right. they think yeah. their reflection is someone else. Right. But I have also done that. I have, <laughs> I have. I have uh, prosopagnosia, facial blindness, um, and I have looked in the mirror and thought I was looking at a different person. So, you know, it happens. I mean, it happens. We all, we all go in and out of senses sometimes. And just you, I mean, you have prosopagnosia too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right? real, I'm really bad with faces. Yeah, I've, have I've you never, ever looked in a mirror and? No. One time, one time I, they, like, I was doing a TV thing and they put a lot of makeup on me and that was really confusing. Um, but were you attracted to yourself? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> was that what was confusing? Like, you're, like, yeah. you're like, yeah, I'd fuck me. <laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Uh, <laughs> so at first they attacked the reflections, but then uh-huh. they left the mirrors in there for a few days. And after a few days, they stopped attacking and they started swimming upside down, which is a behavior that has never been observed in this fish. Interesting. And the researchers, uh, you know, since we all know what's coming next, the researchers mm-hmm. looking back on this are thinking, are they swimming upside down to see what happens in the mirror? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. doing weird things to see if that other fish over there does the same weird things. You know, you know, um, um, when they put the mirrors in with, uh, with, uh, I think it's chimpanzees, um, they spend a lot of time like examining their nether regions. Do they? Yep. Yep. Apparently that's like so like a lot us. of what they do. Yep. So so like us. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, once once they started swimming upside down and stopped attacking the mirrors, then they were injected with dye. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, the ones who got the spot, uh, they tried to scrape it off. Mm-hmm. Um Others got the spot but didn't have a mirror in the tank just to mm-hmm. see if they would try to scrape it off anyway, and they didn't. Okay. Uh, and those who got the sham injection but had a mirror didn't attempt to scrape anything off. All right. So, man. yeah, Sounds this is cute. the first fish to pass. And uh, it does, you know, it. <laughs> so the question now is, um, you know, this is because this is just a, a dumb little fish. And so the question now is, uh, are more animals than we care to think uh, self-aware right. or is our test shit? <laughs> Which I mean, do you think? I, I think it's, I mean, I think it's an interesting question. You know, I think like, what is, what does self-awareness really mean in terms of like, can we make judgments about intelligence based on self-awareness? Do we make like moral judgments based on self-awareness? Like, and yeah. And does does the fact that you can recognize, um, you know, yourself in a mirror actually mean that you have some kind of idea of, you know, yourself as a conscious being? Or is it just that you've you've learned to associate, you know, that that physical form with what you're living in? Just like, you know, if like the way that these animals are never freaked out when they see their own paws you know, they know that that's right. part of them. I mean, does is it really that big a thing? Um, and what does it mean that that only certain animals pass this test and others don't? I mean, it's a it's a really interesting question. I think that these are these are things that are still being kind of wrestled with. Do you? So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this is because mm. I'm a pescatarian mm-hmm. uh, for. Many reasons, including mm. moral and uh, taste-based and right. uh, convenience-based. Right. Uh, but I do tend to draw the line there in part due to intelligence and mm. what I feel is uh, right. cruel to certain higher intelligence animals like pigs. Right. right. Um, you are a vegan. Yes. And I don't know that we've ever talked about your reasons for veganism, but are they tied into this kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not tied in specifically to intelligence, uh, but, but just to the, the idea that these are creatures who can experience 
pain and suffering and and I don't want to inflict that if I don't have yeah. to, you know, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think that that if I if I drew a line somewhere in the animal kingdom, I think that that I would probably want to draw that line such that you know the the more intelligent self-aware ones are are less harmed but but i think yeah. for me it's it's not really so much about intelligence it's about the kind of like i just i just don't want to hurt anyone whether or not they they recognize what's happening to them per se or whether they're just right you know, feeling things cuz cuz all of us feel things you know you don't you don't have to be <laughs> sentient to feel a thing right yeah um, i mean and- even even plants can in a way feel things. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, if there was if there was a way to exist without <laughs> without, you know, harming plants either, that would be great, but um, <laughs> I cannot photosynthesize at the moment. So, um yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's the future we're all waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, the, so the the question of of plant awareness is a really fascinating one. I mean, it it is clear that that Plants, certain plants can respond to stimuli in some ways, can communicate in some ways. It's not clear to me that they can suffer and feel pain in the way that the animals clearly can. So, so, you know, so I don't, I don't get too wrapped up in it. Um, But like, I don't like to kill plants, you know, (laughs) I mean, I I I love it. I mean, when I, I was, love it. When I was a little kid, you know, my 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 uh, family would have me out, you know, in the garden. We'd, you know, I didn't I didn't want to pull up the weeds because it's like, well, <laughs> I don't have anything against this poor little plant just because it looks funny, you know. Anyway, I always had that too. I was yeah. like, that was one of my earliest. Um, I am so smart sort of things, which, you know, you know, those realizations you have where you're like, no one has ever thought of this before. Uh, yeah. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> one of one of my earliest ones after like maybe other people see colors in different mm-hmm. colors, but we mm-hmm. all call it the same. Right, thing. Right, right. Uh, after that, it was weeds are just plants you don't like. Yeah. 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 Like who am I to say that a dandelion is, is morally less worthy than a squash. Yeah. Right? I, don't. I love a dandelion. Yeah. And actually when it, I had to, um, uh, I was, I managed an apartment building once mm. God help them all. And, uh, it included window boxes. And one of the, I, I went to home Depot to shop for things to put in it. And I realized you could buy honeysuckle and okay. honeysuckle is just an amazing weed. You can't kill it. It will spread everywhere. So I filled them with that and I got so many, like everybody loved it. Mm. So many cool. compliments. Yeah. It smells amazing. Yeah. But it's a weed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. Honeysuckle. Uh, okay. <laughs> so Katie, yeah. you nailed it. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Uh why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Sure. Yeah. Um, so most of the time I am very easily to find on Twitter, uh, which is, which is just not, not a great place to be, but uh, I'm there. Um, my, yeah, there are Nazis, but you're not, yeah, one of no, them, I'm not, so. I'm not, um, yeah. don't tell them to find me cause they do sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I'm Astro Katie on Twitter. Um, I have a Facebook, uh, page that I almost never update, but that's facebook.com slash astrocatie. I have a webpage, astrocatie.com and I'm on Instagram and somebody else took the name astrocatie on Instagram. So on Instagram, <sighs> I am academic nomad. That's also a good name though. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it, it suits me. 
It does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just based on the last two weeks of your life alone. <laughs> These the last two weeks are not typical, I should say. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been an unusually active uh, time. I'm not teaching this semester, so um, so I'm I'm I have more sort of freedom to to bounce around the world. And part of bouncing around the world is is talking to people about stuff related to the book. So it kind of all ties together, but. Normally, I don't travel quite this much. All right. Well, stay right there because we are going to do one more question. However, uh, this one is going to be available to our Quizzitron patrons. And if you, listener, would like to hear the next question, you can go to patreon.com slash Quizzitron and you can uh, listen at your leisure provided that you become a patron. And if you're if you're not a patron, um, I, I got the question right and I was amazing and uh, I know everything. So just... Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can also find us at Quizzitron on Twitter, Quizzitron.com. And our live show uh, is coming up uh, February 28th. I will let you know when tickets go on sale. Uh, we'll be at piano fight in San Francisco once again. All right, Katie, thank you so much for joining me for this uh, public podcast. Say goodbye to the non-patrons. All right. Uh, well, thank you for having me, first of all. And uh, to the non-patrons, uh, you should you should become patrons. But in the meantime, um, have a good night. Perfect. <laughs>